Hey friends, and welcome to the Housewife Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Mariah. As a third generation entrepreneur and Southern lady, I'm learning how to bake my cake and sell it too. Join me each week as we discuss topics that might make our grandmothers blush, but will also help you navigate faith, family, and business. Welcome to the Housewife Hustle podcast. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Housewife Hustle podcast. Today, we are talking about branding. What is branding? Well, branding is my full-time hustle. However, sometimes that's hard to show people and even sometimes explain since it's more of a new concept for most people. However, you experience branding every single day. Branding is everything you see, touch, taste, and even smell when it comes to a business. So just for a little exercise, I'm gonna describe a business to you. And I want you to think of what business or company I'm explaining. So are you ready? Okay, so what I want you to imagine is you're at the mall shopping with your mom and you walk into this store. You hear the loud sound of skater punk music playing. In the distance, there's a large TV screen with the oceans of California. But that glow of the TV screen is about the only light in this room. There's a strong smell of men's cologne and the sizes are so small and everything is so hard to see, your mom is complaining for a flashlight. Have you figured it out yet? Hollister, of course. Do y'all remember those days? Do people still shop at Hollister? I'm not really sure. However, Hollister has a super distinct brand, just like many other stores. Think about Starbucks. Have you been to the Starbucks at the mall, across town, or maybe even in another country? They're all incredibly similar, and this is for good reason. Consistent branding and social experience for your customers makes people trust your brand easily, quickly, and for the long term. And so when you think about branding, it's not just the logo. The logo is only about 10%. Everything else is a tiny little puzzle piece that goes into creating this beautiful picture of a business. So today I want to talk to you about my three best tips to get your brand started. I hope you're ready. Tip number one, know thyself. No, this is not some Shakespeare quote that I'm just spouting out. It's the legitimate bottom line of any brand. Who are you or who is your company at the core? Now, I specialize in personal brands, so that's people that are trying to shift their business that is wrapped around who they are eccentrically as people. So they're not basing their product or their sales on a specific item. Their sales and marketing strategy is related to them specifically. So that's why digging in deep as to who they are as a person is so key. Because what's more annoying than falling in love with a brand and then meeting them in person and they make no sense together. So I have a little exercise that I want to do. This is something I've taken all my clients through and seems to be pretty beneficial. Now I know it sounds silly and it's another task that you're going to have to do is interaction. But if you're driving, save it and do it later. But I promise it'll help. 
I truly believe that who we are at our core is who we were meant to be from the very beginning of our lives. I believe that when God formed us in our mother's wombs, he put specific qualities, interests, and heart's desires in us. However, cue middle school, now social media, and layers and layers of expectations and preconceived notions have added so many things to us that we really have a hard time often connecting with who we are at the core. So for the exercise, what I want you to do is write down how old or what year you were when you were 10. So for me, that's 2002. Also, the year my sister graduated high school. And what you're going to do with that year is Google. I want you to Google the top 40 playlists from that year. You're like, Kendall, well, I didn't really listen to top 40s. So if you need to hop on over to country or the Christian charts, whatever it was that played in the car as your mom picked you up, took you to school, or that you jammed out to in your room, that's what I want you to make a list of. Make a playlist, 10 or 15 songs, could be more, could be less, but make a playlist just for this exercise. Once you've made your playlist, what I want you to do is put on some headphones. Well, Kendall, why can't I just not put on the headphones? Well, you can, but what we're trying to do is block out distractions. So first thing I want you to do is find your journal after you've made your playlist. This is the journal that you're going to use for this exercise, and it's going to go over for a few days. So that's why I don't want you to just pick a sticky note. Use a journal. Maybe it's one you've already got marked for your business. That's perfect. So what I want you to do with this journal and with this playlist is sit with it for about 20 minutes, four or five days in a row. The first day, I want you to listen to the music from beginning to end, or as long as time will allow, and then make notes afterwards. So what you're going to do is you're just going to write down anything you think of about yourself and the time that came around the time you heard these songs. Like for me, I remember specific songs by Hootie and the Blowfish and the Bare Naked Ladies. Man, those are names that are hard to say for me. That played on Mix 101.5 as my mom took me to school that trigger certain memories for me. I want you to make note of that. I want you to think about where you were, what you were doing, what were your interests, what did you love and what did you hate in this time in your life. Now, I want you to do this a few days in a row because that's going to make you dig deeper. The more you have to think something over, the better. But you're wondering, can a why in the world 10? Why not 12? Why not 8? Well, 10 is right before you hit puberty. I know, kind of weird. But it's kind of the last time before you are severely influenced by your peer pressure and by culture. You haven't lost your innocence yet. And you still have enough of your personality and form thoughts that you may not have in early elementary school to know kind of what you like at your core. Now for me, about this age, I had a shirt that said loud and proud from Abercrombie. My sister worked there in high school and she got it for me and it was quintessential Kindle. Y'all remember those graphic shirts. It was green and I will never forget it. Now for me, that was one of those things that I made note of. And you're wondering, why in the world do I need to worry about these things? Well, all these things, all these attributes that you were at 10 may be things that you've buried deep down inside. Maybe the quirkiness, maybe the oddballness, or maybe there's certain desires that you completely forgot about. Maybe you wanted to be a performer, an entertainer. Maybe you wanted to be a veterinarian, a speaker. Or me, I was contemplating being a pastor 
a lawyer or a forensic scientist. How all that makes sense, I'm not really sure. But it helps me dig deep into seeing where my mind was at at that time and finding that Kendall, who was 10, is going to relate so much to my brand. So where I see that today, believe it or not, I wore leopard leather, all things black with blonde hair at the age of 10. I know it sounds crazy, but it's really true. You can ask my mom. She took me to the children's place for my 11th birthday. Could have been 10. Who knows? My memory's not that great. But I threw a fit at the children's place because they had matching leopard shirt with a black leather skirt and matching little slide shoes with ribbon. I know it sounds bananas to have the same taste as you were back then, but I'd forgotten completely about this outfit. Now, move on years later, when you get into middle school, things change. You start to wear things that are cool, those labely t-shirts from Air Postal and American Eagle. You start to try to just fit in. Those things that once made you quirky, I don't remember anybody else wearing a leather skirt as a first or a second grader and loving it, but I did. But I kind of shoved that version of Kindle to the back corner. And so, as you do this exercise, you're excavating yourself from way back when, getting in touch with the person that you used to be. Now, I'm not saying you have to change yourself or go back to being that person because we all evolve as humans, but I want you to focus on your interest, your desires, and your dreams as a 10-year-old. It's a fun exercise. Even if you're not trying to build a brand, I think it's always good to connect. All right, tip number two, don't follow the fads. Oh my gracious, when I started doing branding, officially and paid in 2016 early 2016 do you know what color was all the rage millennial pink you know that shade of pink that's right between blush and almost a peach color everyone loved it it was the color of the year pantone said it was wonderful and well the consumer bought it bought it so much that almost every single client i had at some point wanted to influence that pink into their brand it drove me bananas Mostly because it's not my favorite color. And that doesn't even seem like a real color to me. Because it's not pink and it's not orange. And it's not really blush either. But mostly because I didn't think until 2016 anyone actually liked that color. Did you like Millennial Pink as a 10-year-old? Probably not. Or did you like it because it was on all the bloggers' feeds? It was all over social media. And that's what stores were selling. So... In this second tip, I want you to write down what you love. Just make a list. Things that get you excited. What colors are your attention brought to in a store? Do you buy a lot of blacks? Do you buy a lot of navies? Do you buy patterns? Do you buy solids or colors? Are you more of a bright color or are you more of a pastel? Think about it. Why is this important? Because what I don't want you to do is to build a brand based off what is cool right now. Everyone and their mother could go and make a brand that looks like Magnolia Harms and the farmhouse style. Now, if that's who you are at your court, then awesome. Go and do that. But the truth is, for the majority of us, that's not us. That is not us authentically. It's fine to decorate your house that way or to pick a couple outfits to infuse into our wardrobe that kind of lean towards that Joanna Gaines style. However, the truth is, if we build a brand off of something that is a trend, then just as that trend came in quickly, it's going to leave quickly, and we're going to be left with rebranding in six months to two years later. And who wants to do that? 
think about it for a second. The big brands that have been around forever, Nike, look at them. They've changed marketing strategies. Ad campaigns are different every year. However, that Nike swoosh and the black and white punchy contrast of colors has always been there. Look at McDonald's. For lack of better choice, you have that <laughs> ketchup red and mustard yellow that has never gone anywhere. And of course, one of my favorites, Louis Vuitton. They once had to change up their brand in order to fit in with culture. And all these years later, they're still selling their product at 100% and never having to put anything in sale. And better yet, if you buy a purse today, you can go sell it online for the same price you bought it for. That's unheard of. Who has a depreciation value of less than 1%? That is ludicrous. As you're making your list, write down all the things you like, both the trends, the not trends, the outfit that you can't get rid of and you seem to wear every year, and the one that you absolutely cannot wait to wear as the time comes around. Like for me, it's this black Talbot sweater with the gold buttons. It's classic, I love it. And looking back, I probably should have bought two as much as I've worn this one. Let's focus on what you love authentically 100% forever and ever, amen, and get rid of those trendy ideas. It's back in 2012, I would have a watermark with watercolor in it. I don't know if you remember seeing those, but every wedding photographer back between 2012 and 2014 had watercolor in their watermark. Though I love a good watercolor, that's not authentic to my brand. I'm not a pastel girl. I'm kind of a come in hot, bright colors, lots of black and gold, punchier style person. So it just wouldn't make sense for me, nor would it articulated the correct message to my clients and potential consumers. Which leads me to my third and final point for today. Who is your ideal client or customer? Now, whether you're selling a product or a service or you're trying to build a personal brand, whether it's in blogging or influencing or maybe run for a political office, we all have an ideal client or consumer. Now, every time I first ask this question, I get the response of, well, I want to be high end and I want to serve people that will pay good money or they're not really sure at all what that even means. Your ideal client is who you want to work with every single day. Now, ideal, of course, means the person that you could almost fictitiously make up in your head that is 100% accurate to your brand. We don't always get our ideal client every single time. However, the more you hone into your ideal client, the more often you will get them. So I want you to really consider, who's my ideal client? So for this exercise, what I want you to do is get a piece of white copy paper or drawing paper, whatever you prefer, and make a stick figure. Name her Sally, Sam, Catherine, Jimmy, whatever you want to name them, but make sure you give them a name. And I want you to describe that person down to the color of pants they're wearing. You're like, Kendall, this is absolutely absurd. But I promise the more specific that you are, the better the outcome will be. I've had people before tell me, all the way down to what their children's names are for their ideal client. So say your ideal client is a 32-year-old mom. She stays at home. Her husband has a nice paying job. She has two children in elementary school and has very little free time. It's not an unfamiliar story, but maybe you dig deeper. You talk about what kind of car she drives, where she shops. Is she more of a Walmart or a Target kind of girl? Does she go and buy 
Starbucks or is she looking for the more swanky hipster coffee shop? These little tiny differentiations is what will draw the client to you over someone else. It's what will help you caption your pictures to speak directly to them because you're trying to talk to Sally or Jimmy. You're not trying to cast a wide net because the more often than not, by casting a wide net, you don't hit anybody and everyone assumes you're not talking to them. So write out this person, get their details. Think about where they're already shopping. What brands that are similar to what you're aspiring to be, do they already align themselves with? Once you decide who the ideal client is, you'll know how to talk to them. You'll know how to intrigue their interest or catch their attention. And you know, their schedules. The more you know about that person, the better off your brand is going to be able to reflect them, interest them, and get them to buy in to whatever you're selling. All right, guys. Well, that is my three tips for branding. I hope it helps you get started, or maybe you're trying to figure out how to really hone into the brand that you've already created in your business. I just want you to know that under everything in your brand, it needs to be true to you. It doesn't need to be cool. It doesn't need to be what's going to be the most sought after right now because time always tells the truth and the cream of the crop rises to the top and that is often those who never wavered in the trends and those who paid attention closely to their clients and what they wanted. So this is just an introductory course to branding. I hope to be able to talk to you about it more. but. I get so many questions about what is branding and where to get started. So I hope for those of you who have asked, this is super helpful. And if you know someone who is starting a business or interested in branding, make sure you share this with them. If you have any further questions or topics you would like me to discuss about business or branding, never hesitate to reach out. Find me on Instagram at Kendall Mariah or at the Housewife Puzzle Podcast. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast. See y'all soon. Bye, guys.